and why it's a great Monday when I can say good morning on the morning brief to Scott Reed, CTV political analyst, former advisor to Prime Minister Paul Martin. Good morning, sir. Good morning. My Lord, what a sweet introduction that was, full of sunshine and uh, compliments. Yeah. Um, I feel terrible about all the things I'm going to say now. No, okay. Well, I mean, I'm even more jazzed because I spent the weekend in Prince Edward County and I saw our friend Amanda Galbraith and she was celebrating a landmark birthday in Sandbanks Park, as you probably know, because you got kids. It's a fantastic place. Uh, and incidentally, before we start digging into the actual political stories, uh, nice pics of you and your son's uh, this weekend in honor of Father's Day. Yeah, I got to see uh, I got to see all four boys at once yesterday. That doesn't always happen, so um, so lots of uh, lots of fun. And speaking of Father's Day in the county, I grew up in the county. You know, that's where me and my father celebrated uh, Father's Day back in the day. So in Prince Edward County, love it. I did not I, know uh, there. I thought you were a Sudbury boy. Oh no no no! Grew up in uh, grew up in the county and went to school in Belleville. Okay, so um, let me actually start, and I know that the, the menu is in another order for you today, so I won't. I hope I'm not confusing things, but uh, I just absolutely, I was left gobsmacked this weekend that people who want to deny the residential school history actually went to a residential school graveyard and tried to dig up graves to prove that they were empty. We have reached this nutso point where people like people will dig up a grave in order to prove their stupid point. Yeah, it's a pretty hideous notion. Like you have to think about like so they go to home hardware, they buy a couple of extra shovels, something that will break up the ground, and then they're like, are we gonna drive on a property that's not ours? Dig around, declare that we found nothing, and what? So we can triumphantly say that what indigenous peoples have not been abused over the years that 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 uh all that was found by the truth and reconciliation uh, commission was invalid that we should dedicate no resources uh uh to compensation uh, and it, it just boggles the mind um you know but that's you know people want to believe what they want to believe and it used to be we lived in a world where sure you want to believe what you want to believe but there were sort of institutional forces that would lean against you and say but but the thing that you need to believe or the thing that is true nevertheless is this but now that 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 those institutions are crumbling and so people feel not just able to believe what they want to believe but they feel absolutely motivated to do it they feel you know vindication and you know triumphant when they uh you know revel in their uh, ignorance it's you know it's a disturbing thing and i don't know how you fix it yeah, and of course, the more mainstream form of this denialism, I don't know if you've come across it yet, Barbara Kay is a part of it, for a columnist with the National Post. There's now a website dedicated to curating, curating columns that insist, you know, the residential schools weren't all that bad, the nuns and the priests were actually pretty sweet, and some of the kids were going to die anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of that. A lot of that, particularly that last point, you know, gets made. Well, you know, these were sickly children anyway. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were sickly, and and really, that's it's it's the fault of God. Actually, I, I'm particularly. I've written a number of columns about this myself. Actually, I'm particularly damning about the role of the churches, and particularly the Catholic Church, which has used every legal loophole um, to avoid, 
you know, really coming to grips and and paying fair compensation. Uh, they've welched on deals that they've made, $25 million that they were supposed to have paid, and they found a way out of that. It's just, to me, it's ghastly. And, uh, and you know, people just don't want to face up to ugly past. They don't want to fa- face up to ugly, ugly histories, and they'd rather prefer the fiction that, well, actually, we're not that bad, and we were doing good. And, um, you know, I am my brother's keeper, Roger Kipling-esque kind of nonsense. And it's, it's just not true. Let me play you a portion of what I guess we could call the exit interview for Aaron O'Toole. And he made an appearance yesterday where he talked about a number of things, including how he thinks Canadians want to vote for the Conservatives, but the Conservatives keep on coming up with reasons why Canadians are afraid to vote for them. The Conservatives won the popular vote in the last two elections. It just wasn't efficient enough. And Mr. Trudeau, some of the polarization is actually focusing and over-delivering your small cohort. So he's now won two minority governments with a smaller popular vote and in some elections being virtually shut out in certain provinces of the country. So I think uh, had the pandemic not been a part of the discussion, I had a lot of fiscal conservatives that wanted to see uh, the conservatives with a smart plan on the environment. A lot of business leaders, for example, or small business owners that wanted to make sure they lowered emissions for their kids, but were worried about our competitiveness, worried about trade relations, thought Mr. Trudeau's ethics were questionable. So there's a bunch of voters that want to see the Conservatives address all issues. I think Pierre will do that. Okay, a bit of a word salad there, but uh, I mean, effectively, he's saying Conservatives have got to figure out how to sell what they want to sell, not what people think they're selling. Yeah, I I think there's more than one thing going on there. Um, One, uh, if the fundamental point is, has today's modern version of the federal conservative party um, become too captured by its own um, uh, more hard right elements, more populist elements, more rage merchant elements. And I think the answer is yes. And Pierre Polyev is evidence of that. He may still get elected um, because the next election may be a change election and people get tired and, um, and he's got more communication skill than uh, Aaron O'Toole was ever able to summon. Um, But it's a real challenge for them. And, and it's something they're going to have to come to grips with. The second thing I would say, though, is, you know, this is part of a pattern, Aaron O'Toole's warnings, dire warnings. Um, you know, politicians often have religion on the way out. It'd be nice to see them have the same degree of um, anxiety on the way in. And what I mean by that is when Aaron O'Toole was running for the leadership of his party, he portrayed himself as a hard right conservative. He hired a social media firm that's in the business of peddling all of these hard right memes, all, you know, um, happy to traffic in um, things that aren't true. He employed them and presented himself as that because he thought that was the best way to get elected leader. And then he actually annoyed many conservatives when he tried to and then lurch into the into the center. So, you know, it's easy to say that stuff on your way out and get hailed as a statesman, but it takes real courage to try to actually make the change when you're there present uh, during the middle of your career. And and so I take what he says thoughtfully, but with a, uh, a grain of salt. Duke and Duchess of Sussex have lost their deal. We don't know on whose end the defeat of this deal can be blamed, but they've lost their deal with Spotify. Apparently it was a $20 million deal. And the head of Spotify is calling them effing grifters. That's quite something. 
Yeah, not the head of Spotify, Bill Simmons, who had his own podcast company oh, okay. and then sold it to Spotify. And I'm a big Bill Simmons fan. If they, his writing, his podcast writing is about pop culture, about sports. He's, um, you know, someone I, I really enjoy. But I get two points on this, you know, and then I asked you if we could, you know, talk about this because it's a pet peeve of mine. One, of course, it's Harry and Meghan. And, you know, I don't know if they're full on grifters. That might not be the word I would use. I think they're dilettantes um, who, you know, basically just, you know, um, pedal tales of outrage. And I, I mean, presumably they're going to run out of stories of how they were horribly treated by the institution of the monarchy. And I'm sure that they were in many ways, but, um, you know, trying to monetize that for the rest of your life, it seems like a very sad and sorry, small existence. And the fact that they were given this deal and unable to translate it into something. Cause they, I don't know, presumably weren't willing to do the hard work. They didn't have another act in them. They didn't have another chapter. But my second point is, you you know that I work on a podcast with a buddy of mine, and it's an independent podcast, and we've had some success with it. And, you know, I've watched over the last five years, every PR company in the world says, hey, you know, to their business client, their corporate client, you're really interesting. You know what would be a good idea? Let's set up a podcast for you. Or every university or organization says, we're going to do a podcast. The amount of people who thought they were going to make massive amounts of money and have massive reach and audience doing a podcast, it takes hard work. All of the tools are against you. You got to actually go out and carve an audience from nothing. And I think this is another example of all these people are starting to shift now, but they just like dilettantism where they thought, well, I'll just go out there and I'll make a podcast. And I'm so bloody damn fascinating that millions will come. So that's my rant for the morning. All right. Thank you very much. Good to have you. That's Scott Reed.